0: Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, we'll probably jump straight into today because it's, uh, it's that time of the month where Melinda gives us all the data and the stats, it's, it's market update time.
0: Welcome back. Um, this is the podcast I love preparing for the most because we take a dive into the data and we break down what is happening across Brisbane um, at different uh, locations. So we're really excited to bring this market update and help you understand what is actually happening on the ground and what the data is telling us.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting market. As I mentioned last time, I said it was um, it was quite hot and um, things are moving. Um, it, it hasn't changed much, probably, uh, it's probably become stronger. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting market up here in Brisbane at the moment, um, and I think the numbers will probably reflect that um, quite quite strongly um, when we get right into it. Just just quickly on last month, we did talk about some predictions. Um, so we talked about ANZ predicting nine point five percent growth, CBA sixteen point six to December twenty twenty two, and Westpac twenty uh, percent twenty two to twenty three. How is that? Uh, how is that all looking in the stats window
0: Well, I think that the um, easiest way to get an understanding of um, how much price growth we're looking at at the moment um, is obviously just to look at the quarterly change that's happening. Now we can look at the very, uh, the most recent or the most up to date CoreLogic uh, data. They put out an, a daily index, and we can track the quarterly. Change and also the annual change year on year in that daily data, so it's updated every single day based on settled sales. Now for Brisbane, uh, we're seeing price growth across the quarter um, for all dwellings up four point seven six percent. Now, when we're actually considering what does that look like, if you had purchased a property for five hundred thousand dollars at the end of December. Um, according to that sort of price growth, that would now cost you an additional $24,000 for the same property. If you were purchasing a $750,000 property, now you're paying an extra $36,000 for that property. A $1 million property is up $47,400, obviously. And then um, $1.5 million property is up $71,000. So the change across the quarter is significant. And you know you can quantify that when you're looking at different property values. Look, at the end of the day, if you are looking at any properties as comparisons from December or um, before that time, they're out of date. And it's really important for a buyer to understand that. One more thing I will say, is that when you are looking at settled sales from January, remember a lot of the contracts in Brisbane may have been entered into in December. So the prices were negotiated in a different market and the settled sales data has come through in January. So keep that in mind when you are looking at any properties that have settled in January as well. But the market is very strong. It's very buoyant. Um, at this rate of growth, 4.76% um, per um, quarter, we're on track for 18-19% growth across this 12-month period. And that's definitely in line with some of the predictions that have been put out from some of the more bullish banks.
1: Yeah. So uh, just on those um, settlements, just one thing to obviously touch on on, on that side of thing was um, properties purchased in December, the reason, another reason why properties probably might not have settled in straight away was that Christmas break. So um, people will probably either ask for a longer settlement. To avoid that Christmas shutdown period and that pushes it back further so apart from being you know what could have been probably a standard 30-day settlement could have been pushed back to 45 or a 60-day or longer settlement as well.
0: Yeah so I think that's important for buyers to understand if they are looking at any settled sales from January that they may have been contracts entered into in December and that was a different market to any contracts that were entered into towards the end of January so um, really important for buyers to keep that in mind. I will say Um, When we're looking at today's data again and uh, the year-on-year change for Brisbane, we are up 7.13% across Greater Brisbane. Now, remember, data is only as good as what it's made up of. And when we look at this broad data, Greater Brisbane includes a huge area, as we've discussed previously. It's so critical to have an understanding of what is happening at a local level, to know how much you need to pay to secure a property right now, because, you know, a lot of buyers are completely blown away right now with what some others are prepared to pay in this market. Um, and being on the ground and getting an understanding of what properties are actually selling for um, is how we can actually best inform our clients to understand how much they need to stretch over and above properties that have been sold in previous months.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad return on investment. I just looked at that number. Then if if, if you say, for example, that $1 million property, um, you've done all right. You've made nearly $50,000
0: in three months. In three months. That's so right. that's
1: not a bad return on your investment, really. Um, so what about as a um, a general economic sort of update?
0: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, now that the COVID-19 vaccine has been rolled out, it's definitely um, brought some more um, confidence and renewed optimism. There's been some excellent economic news that's been released just recently. So I do believe the economic environment it seems to be a lot better than what governments predicted, and we definitely are showing a V-shaped recovery, which um, was everything that we hoped for, but um, it seems to be playing out in, in what's you know unfolding around us. I'll run through a few things that um, have come out since our last update. First, the level of unemployment um, seems to have peaked at 7.5%, and that's far better than what was expected. Um, And the unemployment rate is now falling. So that's another good sign. 93% of the jobs that were lost during COVID-19 have now been recovered. So yes, we are approaching the end of the period where the um, JobKeeper packages will be supporting some people who may still be um, in industries that um, are not back to full functioning. But it's not bad when you look at the the reverse side of um, how many people are back in full employment. Um, the other thing around employment is that job ads are up 25% from one year ago. So those looking for a job, um, there's apparently according to job ads data, there's plenty of jobs available for people that, you know, want, want to secure something.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that is, it's very positive at the moment, obviously the the job side of things. Um, it's good to see a lot of people getting back and back up on their feet and um, businesses up and running as well. So what about, um, loan deferral side of things?
0: Yeah, well, I think that's another thing that, you know, people were expecting this cliff when everybody that had their properties on loan deferrals um, needed to sell, but that hasn't happened. Um, The loan deferrals data is really positive as well, with um, more than 92% of deferred loans now resuming their repayments. So there's only about 0.5% of all loan facilities that are currently in deferral. So that's really reassuring for the property market as a whole. Um, we can also break down some loan arrears data and have a look at you know which areas are most at risk based on loans that people are holding that are in arrears. And the only location in Brisbane that's showing um, an increase based on data from December 19 or 2019 through to December 2020. Um, and this is data that shows that the loan, is in 30 days of arrears. Now, we know Brisbane CBD um, as a suburb is the only at-risk location here in Brisbane. In 2019, we saw the 30-day arrears rate at 0.59%. That has increased across the 12 months to December 2020. It is now sitting at 2.22%. Now that's potentially in line with the significant increase in vacancy that existed throughout the worst of COVID-19. Um, that, you know, transferred through to um, high vacancy, um, a lot of vacant properties, not many uh, people having tenants in place. And, and clearly that some of those investors may have, um, you know, gone into arrears because of that. So that is the only low, sorry, the only high risk location here in Brisbane, uh, but something that people need to be aware of.
1: Um, what about um, just on um, migration? So obviously we've seen a lot of people Uh, inquiries to us as well Um, that side of things seems to increase have increased and a lot of people seem to be migrating up here Um, obviously affordability in Brisbane Um, but is there any updates on sort of the migration side of things?
0: Yeah well migration data shows that um, population movements into southeast Queensland are accelerating um, and that's Um, at the they're coming out of southern states mainly um, New South Wales and Victoria and what that's doing is it's having a run-on effect into housing demand so we've got really strong housing demand it's the highest it's been since um, the start of the pandemic and it continues to rise so you know that's putting pressure not only on houses to buy but also on properties to rent and that's why we're seeing this huge influx of um you know, more people that move to southeast Queensland. Everybody needs somewhere to live, whether that's a rental property or a home. That's what's causing this big shift in demand for properties.
1: So they're all heading up this way to get the beautiful weather that we have in Queensland. A um, little bit rainy this week, I must, I must add. So that's a bit of a that's a bit of a uh, a change from our normal sort of weather. Now it just probably leads me into that when we're talking about the the pressure that's putting on and the high demand. What about the supply side of things? How what about the stock levels?
0: Yeah, so we can look at um, new listings versus um, total listings. And for the most recent data ending the 7th of March, we know that new listings, um, compared to the same period last year in Brisbane, they've increased slightly up 2.7%. However, the total volume of listings across the last 12 months is down 27.9% in Brisbane. So, there's some optimism that we're starting to see a few new listings popping up. That's nothing that um, we can rave about, I must admit, uh, because everything seems to be snapped up very fast, uh, but the total listings still significantly down. So we really need to see some more listings come through before that demand is absorbed.
1: Yeah, that's definitely something we see um, from day to day when we're, when we're looking at things like realestate.com and Undomain, um, but um, we have noticed that some, some of the listings have increased in certain areas. It's definitely lower than what it was. Um, And as Melinda said, anything that is um, going for sale, whether it's listed, pre-market, off-market, all those different opportunities to buy, uh, they are not sitting very long uh, without being snapped up by someone. So um, building side of things, what about building uh, approvals and construction?
0: So ABS figures this month showed that building approvals and construction volumes in the higher density unit market in Queensland seem to have bottomed out. So that's really interesting because remember, we've come off peak oversupply in 2016. So um, that's quite different to the supply chain in other states and certainly in other capital cities at the moment. Um, So in terms of detached housing, uh, we're starting to see approvals in this space surging. Now that's in part, driven by the Home Builder Grant stimulus, of course. So, we've seen a lot of um, increased activity in that sector off the back of government stimulus. Um, But the figures still suggest that the current supply shortage, um, it it may start to slowly recover in the years ahead. Um, But, you know, this is a long-term supply chain. It doesn't happen overnight. When we're looking at building approvals or, or development approvals, it takes a long time for this finished product to hit the market. So, you know, there's some um, indication that we might see some more activity in the unit market in the years ahead, but um, it's certainly no cranes in the sky at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's that's an interesting one, <clears throat> and I know this is not something we've we've generally we haven't spoken about. But um, unit market 2016—that's pretty much when we had that oversupply. We're looking at a bottoming out now. Does it does it show any sort of? correlation you think with migration heading up this way people generally have always talked about if you know local uh, Queenslanders Brisbane Queensland people um, they don't generally like to live in units they like to live in houses do you think that will probably have any sort of impact on it that the more people that are migrating up here from uh, southern states like Sydney Sydney and Melbourne those areas who are used to that type of lifestyle do you think that will improve that unit side of things
0: Oh, look, that's a hard question to answer. I think that people that, you know, bring their money from the southern states, uh, because of how affordable our housing market is, they can buy a very big home close to the CBD for the same price that they could otherwise mm-hmm. afford a unit in in the southern states. But, um, you know, it's certainly a way of living that, you know, people in other states of Australia, certainly Sydney and Melbourne, the higher density sitting cities, they know um, they're more familiar with that style of living, whereas here in Queensland we're, we're more familiar with a lower-density housing style. But, look, I think ultimately it comes in swings and roundabouts when the supply dries up, the developers move back in because they can start to see some profit margins emerging again, and I think that's more the driver of this new activity than um, than, you know, a demand from a certain segment of the market.
1: Yeah, I guess that's probably where I was leading to a little bit was, does that mean the developers are going to come back in into the space and put the cranes back up in the skies and um, and start on those construction of, of units as well.
0: So yeah, well, let's not forget that the market's been fairly flat across Brisbane in terms of price growth over a number of years. So developers have been sitting on land and, um, you know, now as the prices are surging, they, the projects become more feasible. So by the time the projects are completed, they'll, they'll be, you know, locking in some strong profit margins there. So I think it's dollar-driven more than anything
1: else. Yeah, okay. So... Um, A bit of an update. Have you got some more stats on the actual um, housing market?
0: Absolutely. So I think that um, the Brisbane house price data up to the end of February shows that the quarterly change in house prices was 3.8% and the monthly change was 1.6%. So what we are seeing is an acceleration in price growth across the last three months in the housing sector. Um, And we're also seeing the Brisbane unit um, prices Um, starting to recover as well. And the monthly change up to the end of February there was 1% um, and the quarterly change 1.8%. So good news as a whole in that unit market, we're definitely recognising that we seem to have hit the bottom um, and there has been a recovery that we're starting to see certainly in prices, um, also in vacancy, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, but also in the rents and asking rents, which we can also talk about a little bit later. So um, house price growth definitely stronger as a whole than unit price growth, but we seem to have hit the bottom and we are on a very slow, small recovery in the unit market based on the data that we're seeing right now. So that's good news for anyone that already holds a unit in Brisbane.
1: Yeah. And I don't, um, again, the, <clears throat> the medium value things that we, we've, we, in the past, we've talked about it. I, I don't think we really probably like talking about it as much because it, it shows greater Brisbane. It doesn't show it down, um, down to a detail. That's for sure. So um, what about, obviously, um, the growth side of things for the dwellings? Um,
0: Yeah, I think different, um, what I would like to add before we go into that is different segments of the market are moving at different paces, and we're definitely noticing this on the ground and starting to reflect in the data. I know when we're completing comparative market analysis reports for our clients, um, those reports are based on settled sales, and then we have to help our clients understand how far they need to potentially offer above the top end of an appraisal range that we're putting forward. Now, in some locations, um, we're having to advise our clients that they may need to stretch up to 10% above the top end of our appraisal range just to secure a property. In other locations, that's 5%. Um, So it's really important to understand at a local level what's happening in a suburb um, to get an indication as to how far you need to stretch. Obviously, no one wants to overpay, uh, but when you know that there's, you know, more than 10 offers going in on a property under a multiple offer situation, you need to know that you're going to be competitive on price and getting an understanding of how far you need to stretch above settled sales data is really useful in today's market.
1: So so you're saying on that, obviously, the when you're breaking it up into that, that lo- let's say the low, medium and the high sectors, um, the areas that are probably moving the most are the high
0: Correct, yeah, and that's supported by the CoreLogic data that's been coming through as well. So the highest 25% of values here in Brisbane have shown the strongest price growth Um, and, and you know, I think that's supported by the fact that, you know, it's a very affordable market and interest rates are so low. So for people to upgrade their homes right now, definitely for interstate buyers coming into Brisbane, um, it's very cheap to borrow money. So they're actually positioning themselves in a home that um, is going to see them out for many years into the future. And remember off the back of COVID, people are um, having a preference for some lower density living, larger homes. Again, the backyard's coming back into to fashion so we are seeing this as a trend in Brisbane and that's what's pushing that top end of the market um, higher and you know at a faster rate than the lower end of the market.
1: Yeah so and when you break that down I guess what we talked about earlier um, you know in that three month growth as we said a million dollar home nearly fifty thousand dollars there straight away that just shows you that stretch factor we're talking about and how quickly that can actually be made up um, on, on properties in a moving market like it is at the moment.
0: And I think that's, you know, something that's important for property buyers to understand, you know, unless the market falls, which there's no expectation from us or any market commentators or any economists that we're going to see that anytime soon. Um, If you're buying at the very peak of the market, then there could be cause to worry. But when you're buying at the front end of a rapid period of growth, which is the the time that we are entering here in Brisbane, um, getting into the market is really important. Even if you have to pay an extra $5,000 just to secure a property, you're making that up in some instances in less than a week or two, depending on the price point that you're actually buying into. So it's really important to Um, avoid the opportunity cost of continually missing out because stock is low. We're not seeing a lot of properties available. And it's about being in the market to ride that wave of capital growth, um, providing you can afford to do so.
1: So uh, investors, obviously, vacancy rates are going to be critical on that side of things. Um, The investors are definitely back in the market. We're seeing that as well. Um, And I think that's probably supported by the, um, the information that we've got on the vacancy rate side of things as well.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned investors are back into the market because as a percentage of total housing finance commitments in Queensland, investors are still only making up about 20.8%. So that's well down from previous highs of other years um, in the past where we peaked at 30 to 40% of total housing finance commitments. So yes, we are seeing an uptick in investor activity, uh, but certainly nowhere near the levels that we've experienced in previous years. So I think as Um, investors get become more confident, Um, we'll see more of that investment activity flowing through into the property market. Um, But yeah, investors um, should not only shop um, according to their budget. Um, obviously, there is a requirement to look for capital growth and yield opportunities depending on an individual circumstances. However, it's also important to target a location where you know you're going to get a tenant who will be um, looking after the rent payments for you. So that's when it comes becomes critical to assess the vacancy rates in an area. And in Greater Brisbane as a whole, the vacancy rate is at a critical level one point five percent. Now that's down from one point seven percent in January. February data shows we are at one point five percent across Greater Brisbane. So that is a very very tight rental market.
1: Broken broken down in some areas. So if you, if you break that down into over the areas of Greater Brisbane, and we break it down into some into some tighter sort of suburbs.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that um, we you know, 1.5% at a city level, obviously, you're not buying into a city, you're buying into a suburb. And I I haven't got all of the individual suburb data. But I do know that um, some suburbs that we're buying in have vacancy rate as tight as 0.2%. That is a rental crisis. But Um, I have got some data for regions, which will help people understand the areas where um, vacancy is tighter than others. But what I will say is every single region across Greater Brisbane had a tightening in the vacancy rate between January and February 2021. Every single region is tighter than it was in January. So we've got the Beanley Corridor currently at 0.6% across the region. Uh, we've got the Brisbane CBD at 5.2%. Now, that's a huge recovery in that market. Um, Last month, we were at 5.6%. And at the peak of the pandemic, we were hitting highs of up to 14%. So you can see why those arrears were coming through in that space, but we've definitely seen a huge recovery. East Brisbane currently at 1.2%. Inner Brisbane, 3.1%. Ipswich, 0.9%. Northern Brisbane, current vacancy rate at 0.7%. Southeast Brisbane, current vacancy 0.6%. Southern Brisbane, current vacancy 1.6%. And West Brisbane, 1.3%. So, you know, when we're looking at a city level, anything outside of that inner city CBD ring is at a critical level and there's simply not enough rental properties available for the tenants that are looking to call their place home.
1: So... Uh, on the ground, what what we're seeing, I guess, we've, I, I, you've probably gone through a lot of obviously dates and percentages and, and numbers there. Um, I guess on the ground from a local level, uh, we, the lineups to open homes, we probably haven't got as many long lineups. Um, they're still very, very busy and there's a lot of people out there looking. Um, if you get in and you can get into that property pretty quick, uh, sign in and, and have a look at the property straight away. So the lineups aren't completely down the road um multi-offers definitely still happening um there's i can't can't remember the last property i think that was was not multi-offered um so multi-offers very very popular uh auctions are coming back quite strong as well
0: yeah and i think what we're seeing um you know agents are trying to open their properties um during the week as well as on the weekends because they're finding that if they wait and advertise a property for sale on a Monday or a Tuesday and don't open that property until the Saturday, they will get a very long lineup and people just won't get enough time to go through that property. So we are seeing more and more agents starting to do midweek inspections prior to that first Saturday. And that's potentially what's reducing that lineup on a Saturday for some buyers. Um, And that's only positive because it allows more people to see the property. We are still seeing a lot of selling agents, um, closing offers after that very first inspection on the same day. So as a buyer, you need to be ready and prepared to make an offer as soon as you have viewed a property. All of the due diligence must be done up front and all of your price comparison um, also needs to be complete so that you are in a position to make a quick decision. Of course, auction campaigns, you do have more time and don't think that a property that's listed for auction will always sell at auction. Um, I know we picked one up just a couple of weeks ago, auction campaign jumped in and um, you know put a bid in to take it off the market before anyone else really had a lot of time to consider the opportunity. So don't always just wait out when you see something is listed for auction, make sure that you um understand what the seller's circumstances are and um you know obviously if they are definitely going to auction there's no benefit in putting an early offer in but uh if there's some opportunity potentially to put forward an offer and and wrap up the deal before auction day then um we do encourage you to explore that as an opportunity as well
1: yeah another another way to judge probably how many properties are selling at the moment is um i organize all the building and pest inspections for our clients i work with a few different companies uh, I'm struggling sometimes to get them within seven days so they're they're booked out for you know almost a week in advance that just shows you how many properties are actually selling um, obviously people are definitely interested and people are buying properties I met with a, uh, a friend of mine who's high up in one of the big Major banks and they've um, they've just done their record month of um, loan approvals as well. Last night I spoke to him about that as well.
0: Yeah, it's not surprising, and I think that um, you know the other thing I'd like to say is for property investors that we've been working with when we do buy a property and that property is um, settled and and put up for rent, um, we're in a market where they're receiving multiple applications from tenants. They're able to pick and choose who they want to. Um, move into their property. And quite often the rents that are being achieved are at the top end or over the rental appraisals that property managers are providing Um, for us. So, you know, that's also good news that is flowing through in the weekly asking rents data that we're seeing in certain regions across the city. Certainly when we're looking at at a suburb level, we can see which areas have got some good strong rental price growth happening as well. But anecdotally speaking, um, we can see that that's happening, you know, across many pockets in Brisbane as well. So good news for investors that are looking to you know, um, review their annual rent, make sure you do do that review as an investor and and don't just assume that the market rents have not changed.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Fantastic. Well, that's been a good update for everyone. I hope everyone's taken some information out of that. Um, Hopefully it's been useful and gives you an idea of what is happening up here in Brisbane. So uh, enjoy the rain whilst it's about. And um, thanks very much for listening again. I'll let Melinda wrap it up and take care and bye for now.
0: Yeah, look, thanks so much for tuning in again. I hope that you've enjoyed the latest market update as always. Um, if you enjoy what you hear each month or each week, please leave us a review and tell your friends and family about our podcast. Um, I had the pleasure to to run into a chap at, at Open for Inspection two weeks ago and he was from interstate and he did say that he is... Um, a big fan of our podcast so that was exciting to meet one of our fans from Canberra if you're listening now big shout out um, but look uh, until next week enjoy your time and we will speak again then bye for now